Welcome back to episode two. I am Kashmir, and this is the Ice Cream Social Podcast. Now, if I recall correctly, in the first episode, I did preface this long hiatus by saying that things could get a little bit janky, that you could see some inconsistencies, and, you know, being a little bit infrequent. And while I did not imagine it would take on this form, I am really happy that I prepared you all. So we're back, and that just means we have a lot to cover. So grab your tea, grab your coffee, it's time to chat. So, apologies for such a long hiatus. Um, But yeah, when I dive back into like my dashboard, I saw that I had prepared episode two. The title was Beauty and Racism and the deaths of Ahmaud Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd had just taken place, Um, which Ahmaud's really struck a chord with me it was like going from you know two to ten and so you know that when George Floyd's death happened it took you from like ten to a thousand it was just like you're coming from one emotional high and going to one that is also very you know like emotionally charged so I've decided not to dive into beauty and racism today um because it's been a year there's so much that has happened um that has shifted um within my world so I'll definitely uh I do plan to revisit that episode um but like I said I wasn't planning on being gone this long but the events of 2020 um they just broke us all um and there's this there's this quote that I love Um, I tend to share it with family members, um, friends, you know, different people as things are happening in their lives that they feel are going to break them. And it's a quote that I came across years ago. A friend of mine may have even shared it with me. And it really was just one of the things that helped me to, you know, have a different perspective about what I was going through in my life at the time. And it says, For a star to be born, there is one thing that must happen. A gaseous nebula must collapse. So collapse, crumble. This is not your destruction. This is your birth. And I I feel like that is a good quote that kind of everybody could kind of relate to when it came to 2020. We broke in so many different ways. We completely crumbled as as individuals as a black community, um, as humankind, you know, everybody in the world, like black people, we were dealing with the weight of being black while it seemed like the rest of the world was being introduced into what it meant for us to be black um, and what we endure on a daily basis. So we'll definitely revisit beauty and racism, but today we're going to kind of dive into beauty and spirituality and what that means for, at least for me, maybe it'll apply to you. My relationship with work is 
founded upon what I first saw within my own family, how my mother approached and interacted with her work and carried stress, how my grandmother approached and interacted with work, carried stress, my aunts, my dad, you know, everyone around me. And then my early jobs, um, whatever experiences I had early on shaped, also helped to shape, you know, how I would approach work and stress. And I, I just remember, you know, like in hindsight and looking back, we as black people are not afforded a pause. There's no pause. There's no time to take out, to get to know yourself, to understand awareness, to develop awareness to even know what what stress means, to even deeply understand your own position and place in your home, in your community, in society, in this world. It's it it, it comes in a series of repeated traumas. And I think some of those early traumas were shaped by my mother's interaction with work and stress. I remember you know, her having to take me to work. She probably didn't have a sitter because I remember, you know, having to hide under her desk at work. And uh, later when I got like my early jobs, I understood punctuality to be of like the utmost concern. And so it's like when you think about how, how our education system can prepare people for blue collar work, it did exactly that. You know, the things that were most important to many of my managers and bosses at the time were punctuality. Um, it was it, it was like all these boxes, these tasks that you check off, but not so much the why, the understanding of the work you're doing, where you fit in the broader picture and why you, specifically you, are valuable to that goal for that department or that organization. And I think that disconnect is why a lot of us don't connect. I think um, understanding what they really need from us and how we are valuable is not going to be conveyed, you know, through the pay. It's not going to be conveyed through the, the conversation and discourse that is or isn't taking place. So I think that we approached work um, obviously out of a severe need we were going into work and that without this job we wouldn't be able to eat without this job there wouldn't be lights on so there was no time for character development there's no time for um, you know growing and gaining an awareness at least for me it was only a time to go into work do what I'm supposed to do get this check so I can pay this bill get this check so I can put money down on that bill get this check so I can put money down on this thing that my daughter may need. And so my entire relationship with work and stress was just unhealthy. I watched my mom go from putting out one fire to putting out another. On both sides of my family, my mother and my father come from large families. And there's a fire all the time. Somebody going to jail, so everybody in the family needs to come up with some type of money to get this person out of jail. And no one has any money. Um, somebody's behind on rent. Somebody's car just broke down. 
somebody just got fired there's a baby shower so there's a celebration we need to have there's you know there was always something and and something as simple as a baby shower couldn't even be properly celebrated because everybody's hard pressed for money so you take these hits hit after hit hit after hit and you keep going you know if there's the death in the family and you still got to be back to work on monday the death could have been last night you're still expected to be there the next day so there's no time given to grieve losses you're you're expected to just keep going and when you take these types of mindsets and the histories of at least for my family what i grew up in and what my relationship is to stress and what it is to you know different so yeah sorry still learning but you take all of these experiences all of the pressures that continue to to come every fire that has to keep you know being put out and you add in the drive you know the will the desire to have something more and the pressure of that and the weight of that and you can end up with <laughs> well I ended up with a me um and who I am is someone that can completely just put my head down and go like I can just go and it was probably now getting close to three years ago um you know my mother-in-law had been trying to tell me early on you know how to approach stress my mother is still in in this kind of crazy mode like where she's just working 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 and dealing with this death in the family that death or this issue that issue one after another and I'm helping her and she helps me and things like that. But it was my mother-in-law who had a completely different experience recognizing probably something in me and saying, hey, you you need to take a step back. You need to figure out, you know, how to decompress, how to relax. And, and those things sounded completely foreign to me at the time. I thought like, no, like I can't. I have a teenager this is what she's going through. This is what she's dealing with in high school. We have to get her prepared for college. We have to get prepared for SATs. You know, Beauty Bakery is taking off. It's growing. I'm learning how to hire. I'm learning how to do so many things. It felt like a completely, I don't know, an accelerated master's of business program. I don't know. It was just insane. At the same time, I'm changing. I'm growing. There were just so many things happening at once that, I wasn't able to carve out a space to address my spirituality, um, my religion, me. <laughs> um, and so though I was learning and growing in certain ways, you know, professionally and personally, there were other areas that just hadn't been able to be addressed yet. And it was about two to three years ago, I would say that one of my employees, she um, invited me to try a foot mask. I don't know. I don't even remember the specifics of the conversation, but it was like something had shifted in me to the point where I was like, you know what? I am. I'm going to do that. So I went to the store, um, purchased a foot mask, a face mask, 
And, you know, I think I had seen a few conversations taking place on social and was also a part of a conversation on a text thread. And it was like, when you take the the, the advice of my mother-in-law from two years prior, the suggestion from this employee about a foot mask, a conversation in a text about another CEO I know uh, that was taking some time to clear her calendar. It was almost as if God and the universe were like pushing me towards taking out some time for myself, something I just truly did not know how to do. I'd been terrified to do. But if I, if I, if I take out this time for myself, what if a fire breaks out at Beauty Bakery and I'm not there to put it out? What if this breaks at home and I'm not there to put it out? What if this breaks? What if my grandma passes? What if I don't do this? What if I don't do that? And one day <laughs> I put on the foot mask and let me tell you something, something in me shifted. It was like the simple purchase of a foot mask led me back to myself. <laughs> and maybe it's ironic that we're talking about feet and journey and a path back to myself, but it did. It did profound things in my life. So much so that I did the foot mask and then I think I was able to like carve out time to do foot masks. I think I was trying to do a foot mask like once a month or something like that. And before long, I started trying to carve out a weekly, like every Saturday, I'm going to do a face mask. And it went from doing a face mask to every Saturday I'm doing, you know, like, some type of skincare regimen to a complete and full regimen today that is actually daily. And my skincare time is a sacred time and space for me. But if I can rewind just a little bit, what my days looked like prior to this foot mask and still today, they are completely overrun. It is still not the healthiest relationship that I have with work, but um, I'm happy that I've been able to carve out some, some me time, some time to put out my own internal fires as opposed to running to put out fires everywhere else only. I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch YouTube. There, there was nothing um, I recall being able to do outside of my work. Um, it was work from the time I got up to the time I went to sleep. So it would be, you know, sometimes 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 6 or 7 a.m. <laughs> um, and working until, you know, I would still maybe be in the office till 9 p.m. at night. Getting home finally around like, you know, 10, 30, 11 p.m. And my daughter, she was in sports and activities. So it was like, yeah, I want to spend time with her, but she also is doing her own thing and she's not even home. You know, she's at a meet. She's doing this. She's with her friends. She had just learned how to drive. And so you know how that goes. You're always trying to be hanging out. 
and my husband worked with me. So it was like that that was when we got in the majority of our quote unquote quality time, which wasn't even about us. It was always about work. And so we started to make the agreement of like, hey, when we get up in the morning, we're going to wait until closer to nine to look at our phones for emails. Um, Then it turned into we're not even going to discuss work prior to 9 a.m. And it was like these things taking place simultaneously, but it was because we had to be intentional about it. We had to recognize that there was an issue uh, with how we, you know, digested our work and processed it and the fact that we weren't decompressing enough for it to be meaningful or impactful. Our vacations have always included the company. Because again, if there was a fire that needs to be put out, sure, I can do that right here from my phone. So things completely shifted. And again, it came from recognizing it after a series of crumbs, like I like to call them, that led me on a path and journey back to myself. Sorry guys, like I said, I'm still learning and I don't want to uh, keep you on here too long given all of the challenges I'm having with completing this podcast. Um, But yeah, this is the price I pay for taking a year because I would know so much more about how to use these things. Um, But it's just a part of the hats that I've worn and the luggage and baggage that I carry and the things that I've chosen to prioritize and I just wasn't able to make time for my podcast. But I just wanted to close by saying that I hope that this, just like her words, the the words of my employees, I I hope that this podcast leads somebody on a path to themselves to getting back in touch with themselves and finding the importance of sacred time and sacred space for yourself, especially in the black community, a community that I know um, struggles with making time for ourselves. We are always working, we're always fighting, whether it's fighting for our rights and fighting to pay the bills or fighting with you know, family members, whatever it may be. There's always this battle going on. But that time spent with just you, there's no fight. It's quiet time where you get to process loss. You get to process an argument, a debate, some division. You get to to really examine how you want to approach it. And with Beauty Bakery Skin launching at the top of 2022, I hope that you start now just carving out space for yourself. And I'm sorry this couldn't be longer and it couldn't be what I intended for it to be, but we will get another opportunity because I'm going to spend more time (laughs) on these apps and getting the podcast prepared. But don't you forget about you. It's so important and it's so integral. It's so impactful what happens when someone decides to put themselves first for once. It's had amazing effects on everybody in my family. I couldn't be more proud of this employee, this person, and what she's been able to do in her life and how simple words poured into me and shifted me and changed me. And they allow me to show up for me 
while still allowing me to show up for others. So take care of yourselves until we connect again.